top shelf fantasy. What's going on, shelfies? Top shelf fantasy coming back at you with another podcast. Me and Scotty live tonight. Top shelf fantasy podcast number 249. Bringing to you some news after the NFL draft. Some stuff starts to shake down. We're kind of in a lull waiting for the season to begin. Maybe some uh, random undrafted free agents get signed. But we're going to bring you a few more of the uh, more important updates and some stuff going on as we head towards voluntary training camp. Uh, Scotty, how's it going? That's good. I mean, it's been, I don't know, two and a half weeks, maybe close to three weeks. I know we were kind of on a roll once every week starting in, I think, mid-February, which is good. Um, yeah. Our, we had a good plan. Um, we were going to do, well, we were very busy before the draft doing our mocks, getting those podcasts out, articles we think we wrote. Each, like, all three of us wrote, um, a, wrote it for every single pick that we had mocked, which is, I mean, 30, 31 picks in the first round. It's huge. Um, then the plan was do it right after, you know, the draft grades because he wanted to get to pot 250 for the draft weekend. We said, oh, that would be kind of rushing it. Draft weekend comes. And we went through three days and still couldn't do it. it just it uh, just never happened. Um, like rise in Massachusetts would not be proud. No. <laughs> we then um, of the weekend said, we oh, had. it's okay. We'll, we'll do it next week. All four of us took at least at least <laughs> five to six days to recover from our big draft weekend this is our, yeah. our ludicrous crazy dynasty league with with salary cap and we make a too big of a deal for it every year but it's a lot of fun <laughs> we paid for it but i think we're kind of all back to reality now yeah it took a while though like you said like five days i think really to get back to full speed and i mean i'm not even sure if i'm there i mean tom's still tired tom still hasn't recovered <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Craig's in Universal. I don't know how he's even making it through. So, uh, yeah. But as always, the draft weekend, best time of our lives. A little early this year in May, but had to had to be done. Um, it worked out. I think uh, you know it is nice having a draft that early. It really got me got the juices flowing for uh, for all the rookies and stuff like that. And then yep. I had that last man standing league with uh, some of the other guys, and we could touch on that actually a little bit later if we want to yep. walk through that. Yep. But um, doing that draft was great. Just dealing with a legitimate draft this early in the year never happens. I mean, I'm a June, July, August guy for pretty much every league. So May is it's fun to get it going this early. Then again, yeah. I'm sure half my team will be injured by the time the season starts and I'll be freaking out and furious, but this is why you don't draft early. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah. So, Oh yeah. I didn't do the usual follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, top shelf, F N T S Y. Check out our website for all of our rankings, draft, mock drafts, which we smashed again, by the way. Smoked Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay. Yeah. They do, suck. Do you remember the scores? It wasn't Craig... even close. Craig has the exact yeah. numbers, but we were like, we beat them by such a wide margin. It's like, it's not even. I think fair. by like almost like 8% for the exact player and over 10% for exact position for teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, we, we were, were 50, 52% for exact position. That's yeah, it's pretty very good. Pretty good. Um, next podcast, I'll so we'll get into it uh, more because Craig is kind of uh, yeah, we want Craig you know, to toot that the horn. whole mock draft guy anyway. So he'll he'll uh, kind of tell you guys how good we are. Exactly. Um, yeah. All right. Let's get into some news from uh, the reporting to a voluntary training camp for a few players. 
Traylon Burks comes right out and says he's feeling like he's in even better shape this year and, quote, he can actually breathe, which is nice to see, Um, noting that last year he was a little out of shape. Right. What was his thing? Out of shape, stomach bug. Yeah, slow, out of shape, fat. Yeah, like, and then, yeah, he had a stomach bug. I think he had an ankle injury. He just, he wasn't at full speed last year. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm. Looking for a big jump year two. However, the quarterback situation there is, uh, let's say up in the air. Murky to say the least. Oh, jinx. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, good good to hear that he's in shape finally. That's I think that's been a big knock on him. Probably hitting an NFL realization that he can't just coast by on his physical abilities like college. Uh, I think a lot of receivers could benefit from it, just accepting that fact. Mm-hmm. Another guy who was really good in college and is now just kicked around the NFL, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, he got extended in Pittsburgh for another year, which is interesting. Re- really, just in a back roll to pick two it. Two years, right? Yeah, yeah, two year extension. You're right. Yep. So this was his last year. Add two more years. Um, was it restructured for three for nineteen million or something like that? Decent backup money there, but you get a guy there that knows right. the offense. In case Pickett does go down, um, similar style quarterback too. The don't don't change the offense too well. It's it's just a Mike Tallinn being smarter than everyone else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, a seamless transition in the event you need him. And honestly, he's probably one of the better backups in the league. Oh yeah, probably top three, top five, I yeah. would guess. Um, this one kind of hurts. Um, again, this is just r- rumors, but um, Keyshawn Booty picked by the Patriots when what the sixth round of the yeah, draft, late something like that. Uh, not a lot to make the roster. Um, of course, this was a fun in our dynasty rookie draft. A fun guy to get in the late third, mid to late third. I did in one of my leagues. Uh, but again, at that point, you're kind of taking d- darts anyways. Um, but yeah, not a lot to make the roster, which isn't like he's going to get like he'll get, get just put on the practice squad. Like it, he's not going to get cut. Like he'll you know be, be part of the team. He's on the rookie contract. He can move down there. Um, but then, of course, we hear a rumor that Kendrick Bourne, not a lot to make the roster. We've heard that the last th- three all years. The time. Yeah, all <laughs> like, these guys. I just think it's the Patriots' way. His, nobody's a lock to make the roster. I'm like, uh, who, Matt Judon is not a lock to make the roster if he shows yeah. up to camp fat and isn't performing, you know? Yeah. Um, I think Booty over here has has a good shot, like you said, to make the practice squad. He won't, he won't not make the practice squad. I mean, if there's anything the Patriots need, it's receiving depth. So, uh, hopefully he shows up and impresses and we'll see him playing in, in full capacity. Cause like you said, a lot of people that did their traps already definitely took him, uh, hoping for some upside as a, as a late round flyer pick. And if you're anything like us around here, I always try to grab Patriot players just so I can see him on my, on my roster. And I know when the games are, I don't have to go look at the schedule. Yeah, they play at one today. Of course yeah. cause they have no primetime games. <laughs> oh yeah. This season's going to be easy. All one o'clock. Yeah. Uh, um, the Jets yeah, GM one. calls on Brees Hall or uh, in, in comments on Brees Hall, I should say, about his availability for week one, called it a possibility. Uh, I guess that's as non-committal as you can possibly be, but it's not it's, bad news. It's not bad news. <laughs> right? He's not saying he's definitely out and it's not good news insofar that he's a locker. He didn't mention anything about his progress or any medical updates. He just said it's a possibility, which you don't want him to rush him back. Even if you're a Brees Hall owner, you want him to get healthy. You don't want to see him limping around out there a la J.K. Dobbins or even Cam Akers, Saquon. for that matter. Saquon, yep. Yeah, just... I mean, that's, 
let them get right. Yeah, I think we've seen that the last two years with these running backs. And if the coaches could go back and change one thing, it would probably be, you know, to hold them out a year or or as long as you can. Again, um, this guy is arguably RB1 in Dynasty. Um, young guy could be the best running back in three years. If you want him to be that, hold him out for as long as possible. You got some decent guys there. Knight, Michael Carter, you know, if Hall's out for even longer than that, you bring in Lenny Fournette for goal line stuff. Like, there's options out there, too. You don't have to rush a guy back. You have Aaron Rodgers, too, to throw right. and score. He, he, you don't have to, you know, put it in his hands every single time, which they had and to they, do uh... last year, and then he got hurt. And they signed Israel Abanaconda as well. So they got yep. plenty of guys there. It's And I think you make a really good point. I wanted to touch on that for the fantasy side of things. If you're a Brees Hall dynasty owner, you're probably not going out of your way to break the bank to acquire the Michael Carters and the Zonovan Knights and the Israel Abanacondas of the world because there's a very good chance that if Brees Hall is going to miss extended time this year that, like you said, Fournette, Zeke Elliott, one of these guys is a really likely fit for, for this Zeke team. Makes a lot of sense. But Zeke makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. and so plus, you don't you don't want to go dump all your picks to go grab you know Zonovan Knight as the backup, and then all of a sudden Zeke's there, and it's a toss up. You're not starting any of these guys, right? And even if they don't bring someone in, it's it's one week is Carter, one week's Knight, one week's you know freaking Ty Johnson. You know, like yep. it, it's going to change all the time. Yep. So, um. All right. Uh, Tiki Coutier working out for the Packers. Yeah, he continues to bounce around the NFL. I, I put him in here because I like him. He had a couple good games over the course of a, a, a know, four or five year career at this point for the Colts and the Texans. And now the Packers. I mean, it's interesting to see what the Packers are doing because Jordan Love needs some help at receiver and they just are not giving it to him. And even if you are a Jordan Love truther and you think he's going to be great, he's not Aaron Rodgers. So Look at the year Aaron Rodgers had and then subtract a whole bunch from it. And that's what you're looking down the barrel of this season. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of uh, Aaron Jones use this yeah. season for him. Um, and next, the Vikings are open to signing a new contract with Delvin Cook. Will not keep him on his current deal. Um, we can kind of touch this a little bit, but I kind of want to get into this more uh, towards after the news. This is probably the yeah, biggest we'll thing to talk about. Table, table it for now. Yep. Uh, James Washington signs a one-year deal with the Saints. Yeah, interesting uh, spot. Where was he last year? Cowboys? Uh, yeah, Cowboys, you're right. Oh, sh- I Cowboys. think he was hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I've always had, thought he, he had talent, but gives Carr. Yeah, he a, always showed flashes. I know he's got a throw, too. Yep. He's a uh, you know a Pittsburgh-drafted wide receiver. I always tend to assume has some talent. They, they really don't miss on their receiver picks. Mm-hmm. So I trust him. Yep. Uh, B. John Robinson is being used everywhere by Arthur Smith in uh, these voluntary workouts or in minicamp, whatever you want to call it. Uh, good to see that if he's going to line up all over the field, if he's going to catch some passes as well. That may have been the concern given Atlanta doesn't throw the ball to the running backs all that much. And Cordell Patterson is kind of a transformed running back, I guess, kind of counts. But uh, if they can use him. I mean, you could be staring down a very, very effective running back that's going to mm-hmm. finally pay off at that 101 spot that you, you've been hunting for for years. Yeah, it, it's also funny, too. Like People are going to get very excited of the, this news. It's rookie training camp. Drake Lynn's not there. Kyle Pitts isn't there. Algier's not there. Patterson's not there. Right. Um, Still the best 
rookie dynasty pick you can make anyways. So, yeah. um, uh, Revere, uh, yeah, R Rivera says Antonio Gibson needs more touches in 2023, which I do agree with. Um, he was my bust the year last year, which kind of hit, but I mean, he was used more than I thought. Brian Robinson comes in, he kind of takes a backup role. Robinson didn't really do that much. Antonio Gibson got more work at the end. I mean, the the guy's good. I mean, yeah. when he's on the field, he's good. So I do think you could see a 50-50 split this year to start. Yeah, I think that's the best way to put it, right? Like, more touches for him still gets him to a 50-50 split. He just, yeah, sure, he needs a few more touches. Yeah. It doesn't mean he's the you know, a top three-round pick or something like that. He's, you know, it's he's a 1A, 1B, 50-50 type guy. You know, one week Brian Robinson could be the dude. The next week, uh, Antonio Gibson puts up 15 points. Like you might have, you might really struggle um, if you own both these guys to decide when to play them, or if you own either one of them to decide when to play each. You know, each one. So um, while it's a good sign, uh, it could also very well just be early, early camp um, lip service from the coaches. You know, Ron Rivera maybe has new ownership breathing down his neck, saying, "Use Antonio Gibson. He's really, really good," and he's just putting that out there. And then you get on the field and it's a completely different story. I think we hear, we hear this all the time, but I'm an Antonio Gibson guy. I still drafted him last year, even when, you know, he was catching punts in, in training camp and relegated to uh you know, special teams role for a bit there. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, I think it's just something to monitor really more than anything. Maybe if he was going to be a 10th round pick, you bump him into the eighth. Yeah. And again, he's the coach is going to say, I want to give him less. Right. Like, you, you know, know talk he sucks. <laughs> he sucks. I mean, this that's, guy, what they, that's, what, that's pretty much what they said last year. <laughs> I'm really fucking pissed. We're still paying him. I wish we I wish we get out of the contract. Hey, he's a late round pick. He's probably cheap. Last year was rookie deal. Prove it year. Uh, Michael Thomas has the hardware removed from his foot uh, on track for week one. It's just scary with him because, like, I think just feel like it's been surgery after surgery after surgery to get something fixed, get something removed, fix removed. I don't know. He's going to be what age 30 going into 30, the season? 31 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, if, if he's fully healed, I mean, he hasn't really had a lot of miles the last three seasons. Started off the season last year, very solid. The first two weeks before get, getting hurt. Um, I mean, Derek Carr's got third to someone and. Yeah. I mean, it's if probably you look at... Chris Olave and then Michael Thomas, but <laughs> they both do different things that it, it, it could work out very well for both guys. Right, and if you look at his stats to start the season last year, I mean, he came out the gate really hot when he was actually healthy, and then he went from the ankle injury that kept him off the field for like two years to then a foot injury, which, you know, I more or less consider the same thing. So, uh, good to see he's got the hardware removed, good to see he's on track. It's just, I, I think it's going to be a matter of when this guy sits on the field, can he contribute, number one? I think that he probably will. But on top of that, can this team compete in the AFC South and can Michael Thomas not quit on the team? Because I think he's firmly in that category of I played two games. They don't really look that good. This season's going to be a struggle. I'm not really playing. I'm just going to go sit it out and go fake an injury. And I hate to put that label on a guy, but I think Michael Thomas has earned at this point in his career. So oh, um, he earned that four years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but thankfully this year, NFC South should be wide open. Um Saints brought in a lot of talent. They still have a good defense. They have, uh, you know, good, solid coaching staff. I think they have a shot to compete. Hopefully that that uh, competitiveness keeps Michael Thomas on the field for a change. And 
I think I'll draft him. I mean, I took him in our last man standing league at age 30. So if I'm doing that, I'll definitely take him in a redraft. Yeah. Um, next reporter say saying that Sam Laporte is the best player in the field by a large margin, wide margin. Which again, it, it to your point, it's rookies. <laughs> yeah. Amon Ra is not there right now. Jameson Williams is there right now. Yeah. But I mean, he's in such a good spot though with the Lions. Yeah, I mean, you saw what TJ Hawkinson did there for years. If you assume that you can get that level out of him, you're happy. Mm-hmm. If TJ Hawkinson is his floor, you're happy. If it's his ceiling, you're happy. <laughs> yep. And uh, surprising but very good news, Foster Moreau intends to play football this year. Um, he signs with the Saints. That was a team he failed a physical um, when he found out that he did have cancer. I think we all said he'll at least be out a year, you know, at the least. And why were we were we, we wrong? Is that, yeah, these these guys are just built different. Like insane. I mean, you take, you take, you take a normal a, person, yeah, a different thing than an injury. Like, all right, you, no athlete can you know be better than us, and you know, yeah, false. <laughs> they they like, still are. Like you're still a human being that got pummeled with radiation, right? Okay, but no, you're you're back. You're oh, you're playing NFL football. Oh, okay. All right, good, because most people are, you know, on laying on their couch vomiting for six months. Right, at a time. and it's not like he was signed like a week before the season started. We're like, all right, you know, signs looking better now. Like he's he still has cancer, but they still, you know, he I think got eight million dollars guaranteed. It's not like, yeah, it's, it's they a good they want him. Yeah, I mean, good for them. Good for them signing him. Good for him finding a team. Good for him battling back you know, through all this adversity. Uh, but I mean, you take just just last year, John Mechie had his situation probably the same time, maybe a little bit later than Moreau. And he took a year off. Like he's going to be back this year. That's fantastic. Yep. But like he took a year off. Brandon Bolden took a year off, came back, played well, played the best football of his career, quite honestly, mm-hmm. but took a year off. Like this is going to be uncharted territory for a guy that's like freshly recovered from not only like a physically debilitating I'll call it a sickness. Forgive me if that's politically incorrect, but like uh, uh, something that's physically debilitating, then the treatment for it is even more physically debilitating. And then you've got to go be a tight end or I'm not talking about wide receiver running. I'm talking about tight end blocking six foot six, 350 pound monsters that run four fours. Like best of luck to you, man. I, like, I hope that you're at full strength. I hope you're not putting the, uh, the cart before the horse here. Um, but hopefully he goes out and he absolutely dominates it. It'll be, I mean, I don't know if he can even win comeback player of the year because he didn't really miss any time, but he might deserve it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I got to go to in uh, DK and see if he's up there to bet. Right. Yeah. If not, John <laughs> Mechie's the, the definitely the guy. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Austin Eckler not reporting to voluntary workouts. Yeah. I think everybody um, saw that coming. Yeah, that's no surprise there. Again, we'll kind of table that for the Delvin Cook talk. Yep. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is far and away the number one jersey being sold in the country. I think in the last month, last thirty days was the, was the. Yeah, thing. just uh, smoking everybody. I'm guessing since he made it official with the Jets. Yeah. I mean, you get what two hundred million people in New York that want. Uh, Aaron Rodgers Jets jersey. So good for them. Um. I was looking into the jersey sales thing. You know, two-thirds of a jersey sales go directly into that player's pocket, and then the remaining one-third goes to the NFL uh, union, and that's some of that is disseminated between the entirety of the players, 
And then a very, very small portion goes back to the um, individual teams that pay for the manufacturing of the jerseys. They almost make, so more or less, teams make nothing off jersey sales. Really? Yeah, at least in the NFL. I don't know how any other sport works, but the so, NFL is, yeah. yeah. So I guess I don't, I don't feel it bad for Tom Brady taking, you know, discounted deals for the Patriots because he was always a top three jersey yeah. every year. So it's probably right. making close to what he deserved anyways, just with the 100%. jersey. <laughs> that's, that's insane. Uh, yeah. And then just, just um, the next big date is July seventeenth. Uh, that that is the deadline for players to sign the franchise tags, which is yeah, still Saquon Barkley, Irv Smith, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs didn't sign it. You're right. Um, who else uh, got wait, it, it can't be Irv Smith, right? Irv Smith is playing in Cincy. He must have just got a regular contract. That is correct. Who's the uh, the actual good tight end? Oh, Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Yeah. Yes. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I'm shocked that he's holding out. That's I never remember that he has a franchise tag because he should have just signed the damn thing day one. Like, yeah, oh, ten, like 10 million 10 to million. like <laughs> Yep, where do I sign? Yeah, and then like, yeah, we'll just draft a tight end in case yeah. you just say no. Sweet. All right. Oh, uh yeah. let's get back to the Dublin Cook talk. Um this is interesting because I mean, there's still plenty of time left from here to the start of the season. But if you're a Cook owner or just a Cook fan, you want him to be traded or have a new contract signed sooner than later because teams are going to start reporting to camp and everything. So if if he's with a new team, you don't want him to go mid-August. Right. And, and you know, learn the playbook. I mean, he's one of the best backs in the league. So I don't think it would be hard for him. But it's just something you do want to see because um, I mean, it's going from a completely different offense to wherever he goes. If it's, I mean, we can talk about teams that we think he can go to, and, and any team he goes to destroys values of every running back on that team. Yeah, like if a team acquires him for whatever, like whether it's picks, players, uh, just a new contract. If you know the Vikings are re- releasing him and they just sign him outright, whatever it is, he's the number one on that team. I mean, unless he goes to, well, even if he goes to like the Giants, let's say. Okay, so yeah, Saquon Barkley's just as good as Dalvin Cook. Let's just for the, for the sake of this argument, accept that they both have no value because they're both going to cut into each other just monstrously. You know, mm-hmm. you take him, put him any team. It's not like the the guy there is gonna not be affected by his presence. So, um, if I'm a Dalvin Cook owner, I think I want him to stay in Minnesota, just because I know what he gets there. Um, I think the 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 Alexander Madison money is in the back of my mind as a concern, but it's not as you know large looming as well, whatever happens a, if he changes. It's a one year deal too, right? So it's not like it's all right. They're invested everything in yeah. Madison. Like they had the cap space this year and they spent it. Madison might not even be, you know, in their mind in, in two years. They right. might just go a different route, anyways. Yeah. Um I agree. I think Vikings is the best spot for him. I think anywhere else he goes, he just won't be as valuable. Um, yeah. like I know people probably think like, oh, you go to Kansas City, you're with Mahomes, but I mean, we've seen running backs there, like they do well, but they're not getting in the top five running backs in fantasy. Um, like Cook yeah, has been with the been, Vikings. And he's been so good because of the volume that he gets. Like, yeah, he's yes, not, he can, he's he not getting 20 off, carries like, a game. Yeah, exactly. Right. If you go play with Mahomes, you're, you may get 10 
carries and, you know, eight targets. Hopefully you convert them. But there's a lot of teams that I think that he would likely go to are teams that don't need him. Like at this point in his career, let's call it the back nine of his career. He's like, it's a, a, the team I'm thinking of in my head is like the Cardinals, right? He'd be a great fit. He goes, runs in between the tackles and you let James Conner kind of take that receiving change of pace role. And then they both kind of probably get hurt in the middle of the season. But for, for the, while they're both on the field, I think that's a great one, two punch. But the Cardinals aren't in the market for a guy like Dalvin Cook. Why am I going to spend money potentially on a long-term contract on an aging running back when I'm in full rebuild and I don't have a quarterback for the first eight weeks, at least? Like, that's not a team scheme fit for Dalvin Cook. And I don't think Dalvin Cook would want to go to the Cardinals because I think he wants to win games. So I start to just go down the list. It's like, okay, like the Bengals, no. The Bills, yeah, the Bills would have been a great fit, but they've already done everything they can and they didn't get them. Like they were the one team that Dalvin Cook personally identified as a team he'd like to go to and they still didn't make it happen. And then they signed Damian Harris and they have James Cook. I think they drafted a running back too. So it's a lot of things moving against him in that direction. So then you, I just keep going. The Bengals, no, not really. They got Joe Mixon. And I mean, they were talking about bringing in Zeke Elliott. So if you're going to bring in Zeke Elliott, you do that instead of bringing in Dalvin Cook because he's going to cost you, you know, Richie a tenth Bird. as much. Yep. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, maybe you have another team in mind that you think would be a good fit. Um, I mean, everyone was saying Miami, but of course they went out and drafted a rookie. Uh, so they have, you know, three speedster guys. That's kind of what they want to play with. Um, and even if he does go there again, it's, it's, there's so many mouths to feed there anyways. Like if they didn't draft the rookie, um, I think that's a good spot for him, but now it's kind of like, eh, it goes there. Yeah. The, that that was even lower. I'm thinking like, you know, Houston Texans makes sense, but again, like, why would he want to go to the Texans? Like you said, why would he even want to go to the Cardinals at this point? You know, your teams are probably Kansas city. Your teams are probably the Cowboys. I think I was actually t- uh, talking to Derek before this, um, to tell him what we were kind of talking about. He's like, actually the Cowboys could be a sneaky team. Like if Pollard's not definitely not ready, like why not bring him in? You have a better player than you had last year with Zeke. Yeah. And he goes to a team that's a Super Bowl contender right away. That, I think the Cowboys would be sense. a nice one. Yeah, I was also thinking the Bears would be a decent fit. I know they uh, they drafted Roshan Johnson, and they also have Khalil Foreman and Dante Herb. Foreman. Yeah, but like you put Dalvin Cook there, and you're instantly boom. Like he's he's your guy. Like that's your number one. You don't have to worry about one A one B, and then you factor in these other guys in, in a little bit. But they did pay these guys, so or, well, I mean they paid Dante Foreman a little bit, but. Um, you know, rookie contracts are still rookie contracts, even for running backs. But um, I think that would be an interesting kind of dynamic. But again, I mean, I just circle back. Is that better than Minnesota? And then I then I continue to ask myself these questions. And I'm like, why does Dalvin Cook want out of Minnesota so bad? Like, what? where did that relationship fracture so yeah. poorly? I think it's both. Because I think they just don't want to pay him what he's getting paid. It's not yeah, worth it if he's not going to restructure. And that kind of seems to yeah. be what that quote is that came out today or that I saw today is that, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you on the team. Like you have a spot, you have a role, but not, not at this number. And like, okay, well you signed me for this contract. I'd like to play it out and get paid for it. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
Well, yeah, sure. exactly. So, it's, it's it's sad that it's always like that last year. It's like, well, take like a lot less. It's like, well, you should have fucking thought about that three years ago. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. at some point they always go, well, it's a business. It's like, well, it's a business. You signed the contract. Now I'm here to honor it. Like, let's let's play this out. Right. Like, what? Well, 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 why would he restructure when he's like, oh, you can just come in and I'll get paid the same and go somewhere <laughs> right. else and get paid by them a yep. little bit. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's definitely murky there. Um, I still think he moves. But again, it's still early. And the whole point with that, they're just trying to get a new contract w- with him. I think in their mind, like they definitely do need him. Like, yeah, he's you can't really find a Dalvin cook anywhere else. I know. Right. Well, likes... the, the only guy that can probably do what Dalvin cook does is going through the same situation over with the chargers and they both want to make more money. So it's like, okay, perfect idea. Let's just swap, you know, Dalvin cook goes to the chargers, Austin Eckler heads to Minnesota, but they both want to get paid more money. And the teams both don't want to pay them more money. So you can't mm-hmm. really make it happen. It's, I mean, they're, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like aren't running backs in the NFL these days. It's just, they have no leverage. I mean, there's yep. so many young, good running backs. Teams just don't pay, and they don't have to. Yep, exactly. And, I mean, you're talking about him, so get right into it. Austin Eckler, uh, again, not reporting to voluntary workouts, which makes sense. Um, contract dispute. Again, I think we do all agree he deserves the money he's asking. He's been getting, what, paid $6 million bucks a year the last three years. Yeah, he, he wants get, what like twelve thirteen though. Like it's just so Yeah, much. but like even then, like that, like seeing all the deals now, it's like why don't I go to McKay? Like, here's here's ten point five, here's eleven yeah. for one year. Um, but again, I, I mean we've talked about this before. The Chargers just seem to not care to keep their star guys as their star yeah. offensive backs. Um like they'll pay for, they'll pay receivers through the nose, but they yeah, do not injury prone receivers through the nose and then yep. They won't touch him. They don't. They effed it up with you know Tomlinson at the end of his career. They want to pay him. Yep. Michael Turner, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, yeah. You mean all the way back to the beginning of time, and it's like I don't get it. You've seen you've seen what he does, right? Like a hundred targets out of the backfield a year, plus the work on the ground. RB one two years in a row. Like okay, I know that NFL teams don't look at fantasy, but. In the NFL, he's a good running back too. Like he makes a lot happen for that team, and he's not a not too shabby of a pass blocker. So I don't know. It, it's weird if a guy like that's not going to get paid. I don't know who, who makes, is who makes a case to get paid. I mean, Christian McCaffrey got paid pretty well, but he did he did it at the right time, the yeah. right year. Yeah, he um, capitalized. Same thing with Cook and stuff like that. Like two years yeah. ago, it was the market. Now it's just plummeted. But again, like. Like you said, like, there's no one like Austin Eckler in the NFL. Like you can't can't say, "Hey, well, you know, Josh Kelly, maybe get Isaiah Spiller in there more." That's not a winning recipe whatsoever. Like, no, your Chargers on paper, your team is up there, probably top five on paper. Um, just sign the guy one year for twelve million bucks. You know what? Just do. Three years, twelve million bucks. Do the whole void the, the last two shit. Yeah, even if and, you front loaded it, I'd be cool doing like you know twelve ten eight. Yeah, and, and I mean, if you want to win, the window's small in the NFL. Right. Um. There's a few teams that can you know, like KC or the Patriots back then that 
can be there every year. Steelers, yeah, Chargers really aren't. Um, they'll always kind of sneak in or be like a game out of playoffs, but you have you have the team like Keenan Allen's not getting any younger. Mike Williams isn't getting any younger or, or healthier. Yep. This is the time to Khalil Mack. Joey Bosa's always hurt. Yeah. And they're getting older. Like kill Mack's getting up there now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So if you, if you want to win now, um, you pay what the guy's asking. Cause if you can win one Super Bowl and, you know, this year and nothing for the next 20 years, fans won't care. They just care about that, that one ring. So it's, it's, it's hard to get there, and if Eckler leaves, the team takes a massive, massive step back. Yeah, hundred percent agree. I mean, like you said, Isaiah Spiller and Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson—not the answer. Like none of these guys. Yeah, even even the Justin guys you bring in, there. like uh, Zeke Fournette, these are not the answer either. They're not Austin Eckler. Like they're far cry from it. They're, they're five years removed from being what Austin Eckler is. So, um, I think if you had to pick. Who's the more likely guy to end up on their current team, Dalvin Cook in Minnesota or Austin Eckler in LA? I would say Eckler in LA. I think I would too. Yeah, I think they come to a, an agreement more easily than Dalvin Cook and and the Vikings do. Yeah, they'll they'll work it out. Like it's it's not like like with Cook, it's like oh they could cut him, they'll definitely trade him. With Eckler, it's like they really they you know they don't want to pay him, but they want him there. It's not like they want to right trade him. They stay. They said he can, you know, go seek a trade. They they aren't trying to trade him. He can right, seek right, a trade right. with Minnesota. They're just kind of saying, "Hey, whoever w- w- wants Cook in his contract, take him." Which is a different thing. Cook's already making yeah. that money. That's why they don't want him. Eckler's not. So, end of the day, if Eckler can't get a trade, it's kind of got to play for the team, anyways. Yeah, or, or he has to threaten to sit out and <laughs> then lose a year. And... Which never works out at that age. Like, he's not getting, again, 27, 28. Yeah, at that age and, and at that position, I don't think you have any leverage to sit out. If you're a quarterback, you could probably pull it off. Um, wide receiver, maybe. But running back, they're just like, see ya. You're done. Career's yeah. over. And you know what's bullshit, too, is I bet, like, when he signed that deal three years ago, like the six million bucks a year, um, they're probably, hey, you know what, if it, if you like do very well, you know, you'll get a big deal. Oh, we'll and take care. Like, oh, actually, we didn't really mean that at all. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take care of you. 100%. I could, I could picture that for sure. Yeah. And then, like, then as soon as he walks out the room, all the old white guys are like, yeah, we're not going to fucking take care of him. Exactly. Get me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got him by the balls. <laughs> so I've, I've finished RB1 in fantasy the last two years. I think I've over um, achieved what I've, uh, you know, what like, you. <laughs> wanted me for like if i was him right i'd be like all right cool i'll play for whatever i'm whatever my contract is right now i'm only gonna take 50 targets this year if you throw the ball at me i'm just not even gonna fucking look mm-hmm. whoops like, you missed it oops pick yep. six the other team yeah you want me to play like a wide receiver you can pay me like one and uh right and there's that too it's like he's pretty almost more of a wide receiver than anything like pay me because of that don't pay me for right. an rb it's like Pay me a 12. That's a discount for a, a, a wide yeah. receiver. <laughs> like, if you right. think about it exactly. that way, think about, think about the guys who are making more than six million a year. Hayden Hurst is going to make seven this year. Uh, Dalton Schultz is going to make six eight or, and change. Eight, yeah. Eight, something like that. Like, just guys that are like half, not even half as talented, 
And that's not a slight to Hayden Hurst or Dylan Schultz. It's a compliment to Austin Eckler. I mean, just pay the fucking guy. What do you, what more do you want when you just go out and you dominate your position? You're the best in your craft. And they're still like, mm, I'm going to pay you less for no real reason other than I don't have to. Yeah. Like imagine um, that like the best accountant at your company is just the best at everything, but he doesn't get a raise because we had to pay all the money to the sales staff. Actually, you know what? That's kind of exactly how companies it's exactly work. how companies would work. Yeah, <laughs> I said it. I was like, exactly. You know what? Yep. That is how you do it. <laughs> just give it to just give it to them instead. Why? Because they bring in revenue. That's that's fair. Uh, yeah, but they don't, <laughs> they don't process the revenue. Exactly, you dick. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah, I that, fucking undercut I my own point. I hate when I do that. Talk myself right into the opposite position. Yeah, such a genius. <laughs> um, I mean, we can kind of hit on just a few running backs that are so out there. Yeah. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Cream Hunt, Leonard Fournette, I think would be the, th- the top three to really talk about. I mean, Hunt is a guy that, I mean, I know the stories come out that he's he's lost a step and blah, blah, blah. Mm. I really think that's a narrative pushed by the Cleveland Browns after they didn't play him like a friggin' lick last year. And I just, I, I can't picture him having lost that much speed. Maybe I'm wrong, but he's a guy that has done fantastic in the time that he's been on the field and like was effective. He's pretty much good at everything. And I'm shocked that a team's not willing to take a, a chance on him. He's not that old, right? He's 26, 25. Gotta be. I want to say twenty-seven. Keep talking all that. Yeah, I mean, like there are so many teams they can use a versatile kind of do-it-all running back. He runs between the tackles. He can go off tackle. He can catch the. We've seen him catch the ball. He really addresses fumbling issues. Uh, years ago, he he's been secure with the football um, for for a while now. So I just think like I can't imagine. I thought a team like the Patriots would have taken a flyer on him, but they decided to pay James Robinson. So. Four that goes out the window. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he is 27 years old. Uh, yeah. I guess he's he's on the older side, but yeah. still, which I mean, which is, he's, he doesn't have a ton of mileage. Yeah. He's not 29, not 30. And again, like if he lost a step, we've seen what these running backs this offseason have gotten yep. uh, for deals. And at this point, all three of those guys we talked about aren't signed yet. If they're signing anywhere, they're signing for the, the, what, the, the 1.25 million right. vet deal, vet yep. men. So it's like, if you're going to take a flyer on someone, sure, he lost a step, sign the guy. Hey, if, he, yeah. if he is done, done, you cut him and you waste one million. Like, like Kareem Hunt is cares. a perfect Baltimore Raven to me. Yeah, I mean, I I, I could also see him go back to the Browns. Um, yeah, yeah. If I'm I the think Browns, I'd rather him than Jerome Ford as a backup to Chubb, I think. like And like it doesn't have to be, you know, the, the 60-40 split that's been well, not... Not last year, but you know, yeah, the last few years before, yeah, and you know, if it if it's seventy five, twenty five math, yep, that that works. Um, <laughs> still, like, I mean, sucks for fantasy for him. I, I I don't know if he's draftable wherever he goes. Like, he's not going to go somewhere and have a better role that he had with the Browns two years ago. And yeah, even that exactly. Even you know those years, you weren't drafting the guys, you know. Even in RB two, even though he finished as RB one, um, one year, but right, yeah. Which I mean, it, like again, I keep bringing up the Cardinals. I think he'd be a good fit for them. He's he might not be a guy who's so concerned with winning. He seems more concerned with playing. He get on the field there. Um, he's more concerned getting 
a contract because <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll go anywhere. Which uh, at, at this point, he's not going to get what he wanted by any I means. Mean, if the Vikings move Dalvin Cook, Minnesota's a perfect fit too. You let Alexander Madison do the running and let yep. him do the receiving. Yeah, um, and, and I mean the, that is a good point. Like the reason these three guys probably aren't signed yet. I mean, we do see these guys sign later in the summer, but again, they're probably looking for the teams are looking for the domino domino to fall. Yeah. Um, you know, Eckler does get moved. Cook does get moved. Boom. There's two teams that, that are open up for, you know, hunt. He takes the receiving role there. Um, and yeah, in, in LA, but, um, moving on Zeke. I know there was rumors. The bucks were looking at him to be a backup for Rashad white. Yeah. I would like that fit. I think it would make sense. Um, I still think the Bengals make sense. I know Joe Mixon and him seem like they do the same thing, but I think Joe Mixon would love to have somebody to just kind of actually let him rest. And if he can do some of the receiving stuff out there, Mm -hmm. you let Zeke take the punishment like he has for years and years and years, uh, and then keep Joe Mixon healthy by not making him pick up blitzers. Yeah. Let let Zeke do it. So, yeah. And, um, that's also a team that they might be waiting for if and how long a suspension will be for Mixon. It's yeah. six games. Boom, they sign Zeke tomorrow. Instant. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a, a really, really good fit there for him. I also would love to see a team like the Jags go for him. Um, you let, I, I, not as an ETN owner so much, but as an NFL fan. Uh, I think you let ETN get a lot more flexible if you bring in a guy like Zeke to just eat up crap in the middle like don't yep. uh, same same kind of concept right just don't make the guy that you want to last a long time like etn do the hard nose grind it out crap let that be the veteran you're paying no money to and if he gets blown up by a defensive tackle and gets injured it, it is what whatever it is. Yep, yeah exactly at least it wasn't your star <laughs> yeah and again he could go back to the cowboys at the end of the day yeah um, i would not be surprised by that at all yeah. i think him and, and jerry have a him, good relationship right like he's been there for so long yet did it hurt that it got cut yeah, but I'm sure he understands that side of of the business part of it, and yeah. it's like, hey, you know, you can c- come back. Here's three million bucks for a year, and you're on a team that could w- win it this year. Yeah, um, he'll pr- he'll probably do it. Definitely hard to say no to that, and then he gets to maybe, ha- yeah, like you said, have a shot at a title, and then if he gets that, he rides off into the sunset and calls it a career. Mm-hmm. And then Fournette uh, is the last one to talk about. Um, I don't think he plays football this year. So I was talking because that's a big name where like, oh, he should be signed by anyone. We can't forget last year he showed up to camp for the Bucks, wicked out of shape. We saw him play fat out of shape. Yeah. If he is any more out of shape than he was at the end of last year, which is a high possibility, he, he hasn't touched a field since yeah. uh, first round exit last year. Um, I mean... No team is going to sign a guy and he comes in the room at like 260 pounds. And it's like, what's yeah. the fucking point? Yeah. What are you trying out for? Like D line? Like, get yeah, off, just, get out of my He just doesn't seem to like, I think that mindset was fine last year. Oh, I'm going to go back with Brady, you know, do the same thing. I'm, I'm out of shape. I'm still on the team. This team's sick. Now it's like, shit, I really fucked myself over because no one's going to take a fat guy. Yeah. I, I just don't think he's going to be. Like, I don't think right now he's out in any sort of near playable shape. So I, I just don't see a world where he gets signed by anybody. Maybe a stupid team like the Commanders signs him. 
as a depth piece just to really piss me off. But like something dumb like that could happen. But I really just don't think he ends up playing this year. Yeah, I think if if he does, a team like Kansas City makes sense. He's a ring chaser. Yeah. I mean, he has been in the last three years. So you go to a team that if he is in any decent shape, um, which is probably, you know, not the the reason, but um, you go to KC, you get a goal line back you haven't had there since Jamal Charles, what, seven, eight years ago? Yeah, a long time. Um, I mean, Pacheco did well last year, but they just don't have a guy that, that can get on the goal line and just go r- right in there. Yeah, I mean, that's the... I just wish I could see inside his mind, right? Like if I knew that he's just chasing rings, which I do believe that he is, I think you're right about that. Then Casey makes the most sense. Casey, even Buffalo, you could just line up and fall forward for Buffalo here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I think the same comment, but yeah. if you, if he has any desire to actually play football and he just, he just wants snaps, maybe he just loves the game. And maybe I don't know that about him. Um, he just happens to be a big fat fatty, but he loves football. He just wants to play. Then anybody's in play. If, like you said, they're all getting next to nothing contracts, but mm-hmm. I just think no matter where he goes, he's going to walk in way overweight, and no team's going to even consider bringing him in for a real tryout because it's just it's a waste of time. Yeah. I'm not letting a 260 pound Eddie Lacy plan to shape on my team. Exactly, and like for him too, it's like if his the low, the if the biggest deal he can get is like 1.25 million bucks, he might just go. What's the fucking point? That's it's a million bucks. He's like, I that's nothing for me to go, right. go out there, get back in shape, risk injuries. Like I'll just chalk it up and call it a career. Yeah, I mean, he's made his money. He's got plenty of uh, you know, endorsement stuff as well. It, I just don't think he he has any financial incentive to do it. I mean, I, what do I know about how he spent his money over his career? But I know he's made a lot of it more than just his NFL contracts too. He's a huge figure down in the the LSU community still to this day. Um, I'm sure he can latch on there as a assistant coach anytime he wants. Yep, exactly. Yeah, he's 28, so at this yeah, point, close to done. All right. Uh, do you want to go over that league? Yeah, I'll do that quickly. I actually was we were going to do this a while ago, and then never really got around to it. Um, so the last man standing league that you heard me reference a couple times on here uh, was an interesting new league brought to me by Chisholm. I think was the one who started it up. Shout out Brett. Um. So essentially it's a four to five year dynasty, depending on how many teams you have, or it at least functions as a dynasty team where you keep your entire roster. Uh, we have 12 teams in ours. So I think it's going to run four years where the bottom two teams in total points scored each year get cut from the league. So next year it will be 10 and then eight and then six and the, yeah. And that final year, six teams will play for, uh, for the title head to head record does not impact your, uh, positioning in the league. It's just all total points scored. It runs all 18 weeks of the NFL regular season. So the draft, the inaugural draft is pretty interesting. Um, you, know, you saw a lot of people with different strategies. Some of them were giving me a hard time because I took Mahomes in the first round, but uh, I had the fifth pick. It seemed like a good call at the time. I stand by it. Then I went and got Kelsey on the second round. So that's an, an interesting strategy. You'll see if it plays out, but um, you could definitely see some guys went super, super young. Some guys had a big mix. I went, I'm just going to win year one and figure it out from there. I get some young guys on the team as well. But um, the upswing of it is you keep your whole team. Then you have a rookie draft the following season. If you, so you have four picks, it's a four round linear rookie draft. And if you 
make four picks, you have to cut four guys. So you're stuck in that, whatever it is, I think 27 person roster limit at all times. There's 17 bench and nine starters. So 26, 26 roster total. Um, it's just a real interesting league. I'm, I'm very excited to do it. It's the first time I've done anything like it. That's really it, I think. Yeah. And, I think I... and the tricky thing, too, is like you said, the bottom two, two teams get kicked out after year one and mm. so on. So there's teams that are going to try to, you know, quote unquote, tank to get the 10th spot so they get the first pick. That's risky, too, because what if you tank too much and you get the 11th seed and you get kicked out? That's where it comes like. Exactly. You really have to be smart about that. You you still got to put up points to not get kicked out, but don't put up too much if you want to, you know, like if that league is already going on someplace else, like the person that got Bijan Robinson this year is probably looking very pretty to win it all this season. Yeah. Yeah, like I think Derek was saying he was in a very similar league and he was like, I was trying to tank for that first pick and mm-hmm. it got really, really dicey. So I just had to end up, you know, cutting bait and just making sure I stayed in the league, yeah. which is he's in it on his on the last year. And um, that oh, league. Damn. yeah, nice. I think, yeah, I think yeah. I mean, like, like and, and you can see like there, there's a lot of guys who went super, super young, like their whole team is rookies. And I was like, I don't know. You're like, there might be a lot of young talent on the waiver wire next year. And uh, that's the other thing, because you cannot trade and you cannot, there are no waiver pickups. So your team is your team. A team gets cut. Those guys go into waivers. They're untouchable. So if you have a guy that drafted Brees Hall 101 and his team's out, Brees Hall is now useless for the next five years of this, this league. So uh, it's very going to be very interesting to see how things work out that way. Um I mean, I could look at my team and just tell you exactly who I took. I mean, they they were giving me a hard time, but I can I can see why because I went a little bit on the old side. But in my mind, right, Pat Mahomes is locked in as a top three quarterback for the entire five years of this might or four years of this uh, this league might run. Mm-hmm. And then I stacked it with Travis Kelsey. If he's good this year, great. I'll spend. I will draft four tight ends next year if I have to. And then I've got Austin Eckler, who we already talked about. I hope plays in L.A. That'd be fantastic. Uh, Kenneth Walker, who I hope he doesn't get usurped by Zach Charbonnet. Uh, Derek Henry it was a later pick. He was hanging out there. It was just, I got to take him for the value right here. If he plays anywhere, he should be fine. And then Keenan Allen, DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett. And then my bench is C.J. Stroud, Latavius Murray, Jeff Wilson, Alexander Madison, Zach Moss, Josh Kelly, Isaiah Spiller, the two guys I had to cuff to Austin Eckler. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, Michael Thomas, Kendrick Bourne, who is always finds a way onto my rosters, <laughs> uh, Paris Campbell, Nicole Hardman, uh, Rondell Moore, Tyquan Thornton, Jalen Hyatt, Foster Moreau, and Herb Smith. So I was like, I got Foster Moreau in the very last round, 26th round. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fantastic. If Travis Kelsey retires next yeah, he's year, 25 got, years old. He's, yeah, I've got Foster Moreau young. for one or two. Hopefully he's good. Herb Smith is there. If he figures out, figures out how to play tight end for the Bengals, that'd be cool. Um, so yeah, my team's a little bit older, but I, and then I know we always talk about projections are bullshit and, the, and they really are, but I'm projected to score like 135 points in my, the first week, the next highest guy in the league is like 111. It's like, yeah. well, these are even close to right. I should be, should be at least executing my year one plan. And I think it might've been Derek or Dickie asked me like, what are you doing? And I was like, I can't worry about year two until I get to year two, if I, if I draft my team to be great in the future and they're all great in the future, but I get eliminated in year one. It's like a matter. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it, it'll I mean, be interesting. You, you won't be the f- first two teams that get kicked out of the league. 
mm. which everyone's always going to remember. So like yeah, if you right. stay for three years, it's, that's still pretty good. And I'm kind of like, if I win, that's the other thing too, right? So it's a hundred bucks a year. If you win any given year, number one in points scored, you don't have to pay the hundred dollar buy-in for the following season. So I was like, all right, if my investment's a hundred bucks and I win a year or two, and then I maybe make it to the final year, maybe I'm all in for 200 in the league. I don't really feel like I, I risk that much. And it's mm-hmm. a, what, $3,600 pot. That ain't bad. I'll take that investment. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty cool league. Yeah, definitely cool. I mean, it's it's probably like one step from doing like a redraft guillotine type league. Yep. Um, which I think we should still do for our uh, listener league this year. But we can talk about that. Oh yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I think it'd be we really should, cool. We we should do. Um, I was thinking too. We gotta get that started, getting stuff out there. But do like all stars, like the best players from the last three years. Yeah, I uh, do that. Get them back in here. Get, get them all. Get the gang back together. Yeah, yep. I'm in. And then do like a big one. I would love to do that. I'd love to do the guillotine league. I'd love to revamp the the vampire league. Um. Vamp is fun. Vamp is just a fun league. We won that last year. Yeah, it makes sense. We're nasty. Yeah, so now we're the vamp again. I, I love being the... Uh, being the vamp is vampire. like the fun part. Like, so much fun. For sure. Yeah. If you haven't um, done a vampire league, I highly recommend doing doing that. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And if you're not in one, text us. Try to get into ours. I mean, yep. We're, we're happy to have you. All right. I think that's I th- really it, yeah. I mean, Yeah, that... That is it. Got some news, some Cook Eckler talk. Um, all right. We'll probably be back next week with some other shit. Craig will be back, I think, from Florida Universal. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring our draft stats or how badly we smoked uh Kuiper and McShay. Maybe we'll do some draft talk, you know, who won winners and losers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, some stuff like that. And then we'll be good. I mean, next another couple of weeks we're gonna be talking about real NFL season starting up. So uh, we're gonna be yeah, we'll, full full swing of things. Yeah, we'll get re- right into our division previews probably so- sooner than we yeah. think. Um, yeah, so. honestly, a couple of weeks, and I mean, it, once the teams are kind of fleshed out, I mean, you've got your rookies, you've got your uh, undrafted free agents are all signed, and then you're gonna have a couple more stragglers come in. Then we're good to do previews. So, yep. rock and roll, stay fluid, stay loose. <laughs>